Good morning, Bucknutters. It is Thursday, April 8th, 2021. I am Dan Rubin. This is the Bucknuts Morning 5 and Change. If it's Thursday, that can mean only one thing. Steve Wiltfong has taken vacation again. We had to go into the coffers and amp up the salary for this segment. We brought in the Dean of Ohio State Recruiting, Bill Curlick. Bill, how goes it? Going well. Another beautiful morning in central Ohio. Sun coming up, although rain is in the forecast later. 75 degrees, you know, what What better for early April in Columbus? We have had some wonderful weather here. Hopefully it's payback and it continues. We like to bring you good news here on the Bucknuts Morning 5, and we have a lot of good stuff coming, but we got to start off with something a little bit troubling or a big thing that's troubling, and that is one of the biggest recruits Ohio State has ever chased, Keonta Goodwin, a mountain of a prospect. Crystal balls rolled towards Ohio State early on, but now it seems like Kentucky of all schools has taken over. Crystal balls are rolling very strong towards Lexington for Keonta. Please bring us up to speed on what happened with the enormous offensive lineman. Well, uh, that's been a situation of him trending Kentucky for for a little bit now. Last week, about a week ago, I guess it was, um, I didn't switch my crystal ball, but I changed the confidence level on him from eight down to, I believe, three. Um, thinking that, and I mentioned in one of my features that if I had to pick right now, uh, I would uh, I would go at that point with Goodwin going to Kentucky. Uh, reason being, several reasons. Um, you know, Kentucky, Vince Morrow has done a great job of continuing to recruit him. Uh, Goodwin lived in Kentucky, um, and his his mother tends to like the idea of him. Uh, not being too far from home, and and he has a number of friends uh, on that Kentucky football team that have been recruiting him. And, and then perhaps most importantly is that uh, I think they've been able to sell him on the ability to play right now as a starting tackle for them. Um, that's something that's very difficult to do at Ohio State, and, and the coaches are not going to promise him that at Ohio State. Um so I think he's looked at that situation, playing in the SEC, getting a chance to play right away in uh, those other factors. And because of that, you know, I think he, when he announces on April 17th, it's going to be for Kentucky. Um, I had mentioned that if he announced sooner rather than waiting until taking a visit, official visit to Ohio State, that it was going to be Kentucky. And lo and behold, he's going to announce sooner. Bill Paris Johnson was a better high school prospect than Goodwin. He did not start as a freshman and in his second year on campus, he's going to be moved to guard. I see that as a positive for the program. It looks like Goodwin saw it as a negative. Yeah. And, um, you know, Paris Johnson is tremendous, tremendous prospect coming out of high school. Um, You know, there's no doubt in my mind that the kid, was and is going to be a star. He is a great player. And I think uh, if he is starting at guard this year, that he'll move the tackle the next year and he'll be, he'll be great. Um, and again, you know, you know, it's just tough. I've said this many times at a place like Ohio state to come in and start right now on the offensive line is just so difficult to do. It's hard to start anywhere 
as a freshman at Ohio State really, really hard. And the offensive line is such a difficult position to master as a freshman. You know, Harry Miller was tremendously uh, a tremendous prospect coming out of high school, and he had to be a backup for, for a year. It's just a tough thing to do. There's examples all over the place. Look at we all thought Nicholas Petit Frere was struggling and now he's arguably going to be the best right tackle in the country. Goodwin has to make his own decision. Your family has to make their own decision of what's the best fit for you. But I do question a guy who's not interested in any competition. If his ultimate goal is to be one of the best and the culture at Ohio State is such that I think you have to be a guy like that. Maybe he isn't. Another guy that Ohio State was at least tacitly recruiting was Billy Shrouth. Now it looks like he's going to Notre Dame. I say that only to lead into your top story that's on the site right now, which is kind of a look at the offensive line recruiting depth chart. Don't give away everything because it's premium, but kind of give people an understanding of what that is and that feature that you've been working on for different position groups. What I'm doing is going position by position. Um, I started with defensive tackle a couple days ago. Uh, Then I went to offensive line on um, Wednesday, where I take a look at the prospects that Ohio State, the main prospects at each position that Ohio State is recruiting, Uh, guys that they uh, have offered a scholarship, but not necessarily just guys they've offered a scholarship because uh, some of the guys that they've offered no longer are really in in play. They may have committed somewhere else or Ohio State may have uh, found a prospect they like even better. So mostly I'm focusing on prospects that Ohio State has offered uh, that, uh, you know, have been or are, are still in play, guys that they still want, uh, and kind of break them down into different categories. For instance, uh, for the offensive line, I start with uh, – three top guys that have already scheduled official visits to Ohio state for the month of June. Uh, then I talk about three more guys that are top guys that say they want to schedule an official visit to Ohio state. I look at a wild card offensive line prospect, um, for the Buckeyes and so on. So I kind of break down, uh, what might be the recruiting depth chart right now, position by position for the Buckeyes. We're going to take a quick break, come back, and talk about a glorious day on the calendar you're going to want to know about. All right, we are back. Bill, there have not been you know, mass visits on campus for so long. I almost forget what it was like. It does seem that the sound of minstrels will accompany the weekend featuring June 4th. 17 guys scheduled to visit all sorts of prospects. Give us an idea of how big that weekend could be. The number of headliners is staggering. Just today, the number three safety in the country has committed to come. Give us a preview. Well, it is going to be a huge weekend. And, uh, you know, schools all across the country are doing this. They're assuming that visits will be opened up, that it's going to be changed to a quiet period during the month of June. Uh, They're scheduling prospects for official visits. Of course, it hasn't officially happened. They haven't officially said things are going to open up there. The next NCA meeting is the middle of this month. And, and, and certainly I expect that that's going to happen as do uh, most people visits will be opened up. So uh, the schools are taking, they're going to have to take advantage of that. It's been a long time. And while everything is trending in the right direction, who knows what next fall will bring. So um, 
their their schools are all trying to get as many of their top prospects as possible on campus for official visits, at least the ones that they uh, think they would be better off getting early uh, rather than later for visits. Uh, th that weekend of June 4th is going to see, uh, as a thing stand right now, all 11 of the current Ohio State 2022 commitments making their official visits that weekend, of course, led by Quinn Ewers. Uh, then uh, also top prospects that Ohio State would like to land are going to make official visits to Ohio State that weekend, uh, including, we've talked about linemen, including two linemen, Emil Wagner from um, here in Ohio, and then Jalen Early from uh, Texas, from Duncanville High School in Texas. And, and maybe even more importantly, his teammate, Omari Abor, who is just a tremendous defensive end is making his official visit to Ohio state that weekend. You've got two of the country, what I consider two of the country's top three safety prospects, uh, making official visits to Ohio state that weekend, uh, Xavier and Wakpa and Zeon branch are both scheduled to make official visits to Ohio state that weekend. So, uh, you know, it, it's just going to be a huge weekend to Tor Toriano pride, one of the top cornerbacks in the country making his official visit that weekend. And, and you know, we're Dominic James, by the way, uh, an offense, or I should say a defensive tackle from Bradenton IMG, who, by the way, you know, if high state lands Dominic James, he's from Alabama. When's the last time I I've been doing this a long, long time. And I can't remember anyone from Alabama signing with Ohio state. So, so that could be kind of the guy to, to break, break the ice there so to speak so huge weekend indeed that is the one position and Dwayne Long and I talk about this on Tuesdays all the time that they've never been able to get is the huge interior southern defensive tackle I guess Antoine Jackson counts but we didn't get him off the jump he went to Auburn and Blinn before that I'll tell you a real quick story about that Dan uh, Ryan Pickett from Zephyr Hills Florida uh, of course uh, went to Ohio State, had a great career with the NFL. I, I remember uh, back in the day, uh, Jim Haycock recruited uh, Ryan Pickett. And Ryan Pickett was highly rated, but not the number one defensive tackle in the country. And after Ohio State landed him, later on down the road, uh, Jim Haycock told me uh, that the number one defensive tackle in the country is coming to Ohio State. He said that that's Ryan Pickett. And lo and behold, he was right. If you look back, Ryan Pickett was the top defensive tackle in the country that year based on what he did in college and what he did in the NFL. I'd be remiss if I didn't take that as a lead into this question, Bill. What is up with JT Tuomalo? Is he playing college football? I kind of feel like we've let the name subside. Adding him would be an unbelievable coup. Yeah, he's not, uh, he's not in any rush to get things done. And, um, yeah, I, I still think he's going to uh, – uh, well, I, yeah, I know his plan is to take official visits, or I should – yes, take official visits and uh, uh, see schools. I expect him to see Ohio State. I expect him to see Alabama. He may see a couple others. But, you know, I, I just think he's, he's not uh, rushing things along by any stretch of the imagination and that he's going to end up uh, doing visits, seeing the schools and making his decision and getting on campus, you know, in time to, to start practice wherever he picks. And, and right now, you know, I, I still have him crystal ball to Ohio State, but, um, you know, not 
not uh, with a real, real high confidence level. Not that I don't think the Buckeyes are going to get him, but that I think he's going to really look at these schools and, you know, make his decision after he visits them. I think a lot of people have already booked this class in their mind for a bunch of schools. And to see him added on this late would be incredible. I want to comment on a report that's come out that Justin Fields will be working out again at Ohio State on the 14th. Sean Wade will also be going at it for another pro day. San Francisco's expected to be involved. And I hope this is the first step towards fixing the narrative that Mac Jones is going to be picked in front of Justin Fields because that's got to be the dumbest thing I've ever heard. And there's my two cents. We appreciate the Dean stopping by. Have a good one, Bucknutters.